Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Libricube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. Today is Monday. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. As you are no doubt aware, Mondays within the Liberal Cube uh, fall into the category of Movie Monday, in which I bring back movies I have seen on the weekend and discuss them for your listening pleasure? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Uh, we'll go for Question mark. Today's sponsor is Drugs. Drugs such as Spice, Substance D, Ephemeral, Soy Sauce, Prosium, Nuke, and Malaco Plus. Once again, today's sponsor is Drugs. Today I have brought back four movies. Four movies seems to be, uh, I'm getting into the, the groove of doing just four. Um, when I probably still averaging more than four because I used to do six and seven quite often. However, I've brought that number down a little bit. Uh, in the effort, although effort is not exactly a word you could use to describe watching less movies than more movies in the, I don't know what you would describe that, how you would describe doing that. Effort is not it though, because I like to try to get them all in on the way to work that way, Mondays, when I get home, I only have to edit the half episode, if you will. How do you feel about that? Do you feel gypped that you don't get six or seven movies in one episode? Hmm. Uh, something I want to do at the top of every show, uh, I almost forgot there, actually, is to say there will be spoilers. Spoiler alert, no less. Especially in Movie Mondays, that's where I think it's most important to bring that up. <coughs> Burp. Also bring up some burps. Uh, the other thing I like to say is that, if you like what you hear, meaning this podcast, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. That would be lovely of you. You could pass on the Podbean link which is who hosts my podcast. You can patch, pass on the iTunes link. Um, most, uh, well, maybe not most. I, I don't have any numbers to back this up, but I believe um, most people who listen to podcasts will do it through iTunes. Pretty sure. Uh, another very, very popular choice is Stitcher, where you can also listen there. Soon to be, uh, probably even by the end of today, We'll have an Android app available, but I will get more into that at a later date. Because I want to get into movies. Movie the first is called Howl. Not like Mr. Howl from Gilligan's Island. Howl as in what a wolf does. Hmm. Or, uh, as in this case, the name of a poem. This movie stars Mr. James Franco, who plays a Mr. Allen Ginsberg who wrote the poem Howl. Uh, this has a slight documentary feel in that it is based on a true story anyways. The true story 
uh, is sort of the events surrounding a trial. It almost kind of had the feel of, what's that movie, uh, Inherit the Wind. In- Inherit? Yeah, Inherit the Wind. Uh, that was about the Scopes monkey trial. Um, kind of had that vibe a little bit in that it is a movie about a trial that sort of changed the course of history. I guess you could, yeah, you could, you could put it that way. Yeah, I think you could put it that way without being too inaccurate. Uh, Allen Ginsberg wrote a poem. It was in four parts. Uh, I don't think they call them parts. Not stanzas. I think they call it something different. The poem that was, especially when it came out back in the, what was the 70s? 60s? Uh, I didn't write that down. 50s? Shit. Anyways, back in the day, we'll say. Because that's accurate. It was back. It was during days. A poem that was risque. Mm. Uh, some would say, some would say, and some did say, um, inappropriate and should not um, be published. So uh, something interesting I thought about this right off the bat was that it was not actually Allen Ginsberg and it wasn't him on trial, it was the sort of publisher of his poem who put it in a um, small book of poems, had Allen Ginsberg's poem within the book that he published, so he's the one who got sued for uh, indecent literature. I forget what the what the term is for, for it exactly, but uh, people did not like it. People liked it? Poetic people, I guess you would say? But then there's your sort of puritanical, especially during this time, people who thought it was disgusting and had uh, should not be printed ever and um, what have you. Uh, so it, it sort of fell into that uh, great American. One of the things about America that is very good is the, the that sort of freedom of speech, which uh, I enjoy. I enjoy that freedom. And I think if this verdict, which... Uh, I'll give it away, because it's not crazy surprising. Uh, If the verdict of, um, I guess, not guilty had not gone through, perhaps things today would be much more censored. And uh, that's not something I like the thought of, so good on them for choosing right. Yay. Yay, judge. Uh, uh, This movie was uh, filmed... Something they did um, that I uh, really liked about this movie is they they did, obviously, in a movie about a poem, in a a court case about a poem, um, you're going to hear the poem. I am not uh, the greatest fan of poetry, so if they had to just sat there and read the poem, uh, that would have been, to me, not very interesting. However, what they did was animated it, and to me, that made it very, very interesting. Uh, very, very well done, those sequences. They were sort of uh, spread out throughout the movie. So the movie sort of made up of these sequences of the poem being read slash animated. Sequences uh, in the court, and then sequences of James Franco playing Mr. Allen Ginsberg and things that happened, I guess, during this time. Yeah, okay, let's move that. Let's move that. Let's leave that behind, even for the next movie called Side by Side. Side by Side is a film. <laughs> uh, it's funny to say it in this case, because it is a film uh, by, I think, created by, directed by, produced by, 
a lot of things by Mr. Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu Reeves, who apparently is sort of fascinated with the history of film. Now, when I say the history of film, I don't mean uh, the history of movies. I mean, quite literally, the history of film, as in the film that movies are being recorded on. Huh? You follow, you follow me there? Uh, and sort of the move from film to uh, digital that is taking place, slash has taken place, for the most part, uh, because the vast majority of people, filmmakers nowadays, are filming in digital. And even those who still film in film uh, are eventually, from the sounds of it, going to be forced to move over to uh, digital. Just for the simple fact that the makers of film cameras are no longer making film cameras, they're just making digital cameras. So, it's interesting. I think that um, it's quite a hot, uh, hot button debate among filmmakers, actually, the, the choice between film and digital. He had, uh, Keanu Reeves had a lot, a shit ton, we will go, of uh, directors and filmmakers come in to talk about their preferences and why they choose what they choose and their thoughts on the subject. It's a very, very interesting uh, documentary, and I uh, highly recommend you watch it on digital. I think the movie was filmed on digital. To me, it just seemed there was way, way, way more pros to UG, to using uh, digital over film. Uh, the, the, the pro of film is that, and this pro I even think is sort of uh, up to the individual in that uh, a lot of these filmmakers feel that film looks a lot better. Now, you could take a hundred people and some of them would say film looks better, some would say digital look, looks better. So, even with that, it's sort of a, not, the, not a, a pro for some and a who cares for others. Okay, uh, oh, you know, one thing I kind of wanted to point out is that keep hearing about Keanu Reeves is that like he's a super nice guy so I like that and that he lives sort of a very Spartan life so like a small apartment just you know here's your bed here's your here's your table and kind of that's it rides the the bus and the subway he's sort of a dude yeah yeah sort of a dude okay let's move on to oh shit I haven't been giving writings <laughs> Yes, forgot about that. Uh, how will go three to five, uh, side by side, we'll go three to five. All right, there you go. This next movie, uh, why don't I, before I even say the title, give out the rating. Five out of five. Yeah. It is called John Dies at the End. Ooh. Does he die at the end? You'll just have to watch and find out. This movie's pretty crazy. Uh, I got maybe 20 minutes into it, and the, one of my first thoughts was, God, the missus would hate this movie, because it is weird. I love a weird movie, and this definitely falls into it. Sort of, um, I don't know why, or if I can pinpoint why, but it sort of had a Cabin in the Woods feel to it a little bit. Cabin in the Woods, if you don't know, was like my favorite movie of whatever year that came out. 
things such as starting off uh, with a giant monster made of meat. Yes, a meat monster. It had, like, a turkey for a head, and then, like, sausage fingers and what-have-yous. Crazy. Uh, the movie is basically about... <laughs> uh, there's no real way to do this, basically. The movie's about a drug called soy sauce. Mm -hmm. The drug gives the user, if it doesn't kill them, I should say, the user the ability to... Uh, heighten their senses, heighten their senses, including their sixth sense, and gives them, like, the ability to see into the future, uh, to say, uh, an example the guy used at the beginning was, uh, he could tell how many coins were in this guy's pockets and the dates on the coins, cool, cool shit like that, uh, gave them the ability to talk with the dead, recently dead, uh, yeah, so the, the whole movie is basically this guy. I didn't write down any names, oops, uh, because I didn't write down the names of the actors or the names of the characters. Huh. The only person that I really recognize, well, I recognize people in the movie, but the only real person I recognized and knew their name was Mr. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti who, uh, sort of the main character of the movie, is basically sitting down and telling his story to Paul Giamatti, and that's what the movie is, his telling of the story. The story of how, uh, let's just boil it down without really giving a huge, huge amount away. Uh, the story of how this guy, with the help of a unlikely source save the world from a uh, apocalypse. Basically. With tons of crazy shit thrown in there. For good measure, uh, highly, highly recommend. Let me just, I did write down a bunch of notes here. So, there was a bratwurst phone, a dog driving a car, bug and bullet. Oh, this part was cool. Uh, just to kind of throw it out there. So this, this, this kid saw that he was going to be shot by a cop, right? So he, beforehand, like, hours beforehand, traveled, I guess you would say back in time, yeah, traveled back in time to where the bullet that was going to be shot at him was being manufactured in the factory. And sort of, not on purpose, I should, should, should add, sort of accidentally distracted the guy making the bullets, basically. Um, so that when this particular bullet was being made, a fly, as in a house fly, flew into the mold and kind of screwed it up, so it fired. But when it hit him, it didn't have a lot of power, so it just bounced off him. Crazy shit like that. Okay, better move on to my last movie. Oh, okay, this one's called uh, Mad Dog Morgan, starring Mr. Dennis Hopper. This was a movie that... I heard on the Adam Carolla podcast, he brought it up for some reason, I forget why, and said it was really, really good and everyone should see it. So um, whenever I hear recommendations like that from, from basically any source, I guess there's some sources where if I heard someone say that, I'd be like, yeah, right, whatever. Someone like the total opposite of me or some such. Uh, however, I decided to give it a boo. It is based on a true story. So this week we have Howl, which is based on around the 
events of a true story. Then we have uh, Side by Side, which is a documentary that is obviously true, because it's a documentary. Well, I guess not obviously, but we'll take Keanu at his word. And then Mad Dog Morgan, another story based on a true story. However, John Dies at the End is probably about as far away from a true story as you can get, so maybe it balances out. Uh, true story of a uh, Irish guy in the 1850s who lived in Australia and was an outlaw. As you can imagine, I think back then, uh, I'm not sure date era-wise, but Australia, as probably a lot of you know, was basically founded um, as a penal colony. So it was sort of all the very, very bad people that uh, society did not want anymore would send them to Australia. So, if you're living in that situation and become an outlaw, you're uh, you're pretty badass, as you can imagine. Uh, it's has a has a very heavy Western feel. Uh, sort of reminded me a bit of a movie called Quiggly Down Under. Quiggly Down Under. Uh, just on that subject, we'll go four or five. Very very good movie with Tom Selleck. Uh, this movie will go three out of five. I'm kind of, I, I think maybe my hopes were too high for it. It was just sort of, sort of, yeah, it was good. Well, there you go, three to five. We use threes when, meaning I, when I enjoy the movie while watching, but probably would not watch it again. So that definitely falls into that category. Folks, I'm at work. We did it. Yeah. It is nice. To be nice. To the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper